Welcome to Hey Let's Talk About podcast, where each week I call up a friend and together we dive into a different topic about life and the world around us. Today I'm joined by the lovely Miguel Poole. That's me. <laughs> Hi. Hello. <laughs> Before we get started, um, I just want to give a little shout out to Joel Hayes, who designed my cover art for me. It looks beautiful, so thank you so much. Um, today we're talking about music. Are we? Yeah, I know. It's not like we've prepared a whole <laughs> <laughs> things to say about music. And before we get started, actually, just want to say that lovely bit of intro music that you just heard at the start. I did that, and I'm really proud <laughs> of myself. Oh, so jazzy. So, I have a fun little question to ask each guest each week. I didn't tell you I was going to ask you this. So if you had to live on a desert island, a desert island, what would the desert. island Yeah, what would the island be made out of and what would the sea be made out of? Oh, dude, I feel like my favorite dessert ties in nicely with like a beach theme because it's like my favorite dessert is cheesecake, so I would want the island to be made out of cheesecake. Yeah, right. Cuz I I feel like the little crumbly biscuit base is sort of like sand and then the cheesecake bit is you know what it doesn't tie in that well but it, <laughs> it's quite crumbly i don't know it's a bit crumbly and then the 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 sea could be made out of uh sparkling water because i don't like fizzy drinks sparkling water yes sparkling water with cheesecake bro that's a oh, i would order that at a fancy restaurant <laughs> what kind of restaurants are you going to that does not sound nice. Pretty you know how it is. <laughs> That's how, if you need to get to know someone, just ask them that question. And you'll find out that they're a psychopath <laughs> that eats what? cheesecake with, <laughs> with sparkling oh, water. Whatever. This, oh, I, I didn't come on the show to be personally attacked, <laughs> Okay. So, music. Yes. What kind of music do you listen to? Talk. Tell me about your favorite band and artists and why and go for it. Well, I every time someone asks me this question, I like to be very pretentious and say, "Oh, I don't have a favorite genre of music. I like all music." But uh, <laughs> I've since learned that I'm actually really basic, and I just listen to hip hop and rap. Right. My favorite artist would probably be Kendrick Lamar, which you know, is it's a pretty basic opinion, but he's just so on point with everything he does. And I I don't really have much to say about him. That's fair enough. I don't know anything about Kendrick Lamar actually. I don't. I don't listen to his music. So what, you don't listen to hip hop much, do you? No, I don't. I sh- you should get into it. It's very, very, very cool. I should. You should recommend me some stuff. And then oh, dude, I start listening to it. I shouldn't have said that. Actually, you're going to recommend me like five <laughs> entire albums. <laughs> I do. I I have a favorite band as well. Go on. At the moment, I'm really into Jungle. Yes. Um. I love them so much. Yes. Just, I'm like, I'm obsessed with them, but I wouldn't say they're my favorite band. Right. Um, My favorite band is NSP, which I've told you about before. Oh. And I'm not going to say what the acronym stands <laughs> for because it's, it's really weird. Um, Originally they were very like cheap, low on funds. So they didn't have very high quality instrumental stuff, but somehow they managed to work with it and make, make it, sound funny work to their advantage but now they've developed their style they've gotten more popular so now they can 
make higher quality stuff and they've made some really really gorgeous music recently that i just adore and they're still really funny to this day gorgeous music yeah gorgeous music (laughs) what i've heard of them is that they just do most like comical stuff i mean i've only heard a couple of their songs but when you say gorgeous music do you mean like keeping it in the comical theme or have they gone away from that no they're still really funny but they they've made some really heartfelt uh tracks recently they made a they made a song a couple years ago about uh like a letter sent back in time to their younger selves and how not to worry about their social status and all that jazz because it's not actually that important just focus on yourself even Aww. if even if you are like a really nerdy geeky person you know you're you're beautiful on the inside and all that jazz and i was like oh this this is really nice yeah that is really nice i love it so that's your favorite type of music mm. so what's your what's your least favorite or like the music you don't vibe with um i thought about this question quite a bit and I genuinely couldn't find a genre that I didn't vibe with until I thought about hyperpop, which is the most ghastly thing I've ever heard in my entire life. The bands like um, 100 Gex and Poppy. God, I despise them. It's just, it's something about their like high energy, just bubblegum attitude and disgustingly hyperactive sounds that just makes me want to throw up out of my ears <laughs> wow you feel really passionate about that i i despise them it's <laughs> disgusting i love abba is my favorite band my what? favorite you love abba <laughs> it's not like i've talked about them so much before <laughs> abba is my favorite band there i don't think there's one song actually apart from sitting in a palm tree i don't know if you knew that song i don't i can't say i have it's after this go and listen to it of course and it's just it's just like what kind of what was the point in recording this song actually <laughs> it's it's like different to all of their other music and it there's no i don't know there's nothing behind it it's just they're just like oh sitting in a palm tree and i'm like what <laughs> <laughs> apart from that song i don't think there's any that i don't like they're just such a good vibe you know they're very versatile they are and as soon as you play some abba i'm like oh my goodness it's abba i must sing really loud and dance <laughs> yeah my favorite song of theirs is the visitors mm. oh yes. i love that song not many people well, i mean not many, not not many people of course heaps of people know this song but it's not as famous as like mamma mia no or take a chance on me or whatever it's such a good song and it's got this like really slow build up at the start and it's like Mm. it's not like a build up in dubstep where it has this crazy (laughs) this crazy drop or anything but when it does get to the chorus it's like can't stop banging my head to it yeah it's just (laughs) incredible (laughs) i I vibe to that song so much i play it at least three times a day at this point it's so good but i do also have a favorite artist as well which (laughs) i'm so excited to talk about just need need to give me a little moment to talk about him um (laughs) jacob collier what he's not crazy famous no but he has got like i think four four grammys or like three Mm. grammys already and he's just been nominated 
actually for album of the year and two other grammys he's been nominated for this year oh my god um so he's he's very good he's so so talented i literally recommend going and listening to any of music of his music i would play some music for you if i could but obviously i can't (laughs) (laughs) he's only 26 and he can play like every single instrument Mm. and his voice is amazing and he's so talented um basically he's been working on this four-part album called jesse for the last like three years so he's he's released volume one two and three Mm. and it's incredible because each of these albums explores their own different like corner in the world of music and their own different sound but they're all very tied together in that yeah jacob collier has a very specific sound of his own yes so yeah so you hear his music and you know instantly this must be jacob collier but each of his albums is like it's still different so jesse volume one he uses this huge orchestra and it's all just very classical sounding and then Jesse Volume 2 is more like small acoustic. Yeah. Um, and he like travels around different parts of the world as well. And then Jesse Volume 3 is more electronic. And he does heaps of collaborations yeah. with like Dodie yes. and Ty Dollarsign and Leanne Le Havas. Yes. He did a podcast actually with tape notes talking about his um, volumes of Jesse for like an hour and a half <laughs> and i've listened to it twice already just I'm like, <laughs> so, so admire his music um to describe it i guess his music is like paintings like really detailed art in a gallery where the more you look at it the more you see oh. so like even now i've heard some of his songs so many times but the more i listen the more I'm like, oh my goodness, there's a little bit of kalimba <laughs> there that I didn't realize was there before or something like that. Um, wow. So he's working on Jesse Volume 4 at the moment, mm. which I'm so excited for because I don't know what, what kind of sound he's going to create. I, I really liked Jesse Volume 3, I must say. Yes. It's, it's probably been my favorite out of the three so far. Yes. He was saying on that um, podcast interview thing that he did, is that he found some of the songs in that actually really difficult to do because mm. he's not used to creating more poppy kind of music because mm. a lot of his songs don't actually follow the structure of like verse one, verse two, bridge, yeah. chorus, whatever, fade out at the end. So he found it quite difficult at first, which is such a strange thing to think of. Cause he's so talented, <laughs> so you just assume that he would get it immediately. Exactly, and and I feel like you instantly think that pop is quite an easy thing to do, mm. because he's so used to these crazy harmonies of like all of the notes. Yeah. In some of his songs, he likes to go into keys that don't exist on the piano. He does up half half steps like half half a step oh yeah yeah, yeah. he goes into keys of like d half sharp major or something like that and it's i know it's insane to think about it's something that non-musicians probably like you wouldn't notice or you wouldn't really know how to appreciate but it's like how does he just come up with that he was saying that he was analyzing one of his his pieces of music and he had i think he said two like 230 separate tracks of of just like 
sound. Oh my god. 230 like different instruments. Yeah, he like plays it all in his room and he loves to just like distort acoustic sounds and like, oh, what if I just put this in backwards or what if I pitch this up or do this or (laughs) something and just chucks it all in. And it ends up sounding incredible. <laughs> He's very, very experimental with his sounds. I, I like that about musicians who uh, want to delve out of their comfort zone, rather just see what wacky sounds they can create. For sure. Um, anyone listening, I really, really recommend <laughs> listening to his music. Hideaway oh. is one of my favorite songs. Hideaway isn't actually in Jesse. It's in his yeah. first album he released, In My Room. Um, in my room is also a very good song. Yes. <laughs> in my bones. Oh my god. In my bones from Jesse Volume mm. Three. Butterflies. Yes. I love butterflies. It's oh, just listen to all of it. Yes, it's yeah. all incredible. Everything he does, just give it a give it a chance. Anyway, that's my rant about Jason Over. <laughs> <laughs> that was so long. Um. So I'm wondering, what's your favorite instrument? My favorite instrument. It would have to be the guitar. I mean, that that can't come as a shock to you, surely. No, that's not a shock at all. No, I, I think I spend most of my time just noodling around on my guitar. I have a, I have a very nice uh, little compact amplifier that has a bunch of weird effects built into it, and I just like to mess around with them and see what wacky sounds I can make. Yeah. I haven't actually had any lessons in so long but i feel like i'm at a point where i can sort of go off on my own and see which different avenues i can walk down and experiment with my own sound a little bit you know just improving on my musical ability as time goes on yes i play main mostly electric guitar but uh i do have a corner of my room that's just completely stacked with like acoustic spanish more electric guitars you know all that jazz but an instrument very akin to a guitar that I would love to learn how to play is the violin. Yes. Oh, I would kill a man to <laughs> learn how to play the violin. It's just such a beautiful sound yes. instrument. That would sound amazing. I've always wanted to play cello oh my as God, well. What a, That's one of my favorite instruments. What a pair we would make. A cello I and know. a oh. we would We would go sky high. We, we would, would just <laughs> become so famous. We should name ourselves Eminem. Madalena and oh Miguel. Oh my god. <laughs> the string duet. Did you just come up with that? That's amazing. <laughs> I did come up with that just now, actually. <laughs> I did have one cello lesson, one single cello lesson in like year 10, I think. Yeah. Um, I loved it. And I was able to take the cello home for Christmas holidays, actually. I think I, <laughs> the extent to which I went was I learnt happy birthday to you just picking like not even (laughs) just plucking it in the end i just didn't continue with those lessons because i was doing heaps of other stuff i was kind of too busy Uh, it's definitely a dream of mine when i'm older if i have time and money (laughs) i really want to play cello it's always so heartbreaking when you have to put music on hold for seemingly more important stuff Mm. like uh like college work and stuff people tell me all the time I need to get on and do like my math assignments, but I always leave it to like the night before it's due in just so I can spend the entire week just playing music. Cause I don't, I don't want to do work. I want to, <laughs> I want to noodle. Noodle. I just want to mess around, you know? Yeah. Um, my favorite instrument actually, mm. now that I've gone on about the cello, it's not the cello. Is it? that's that's one of them. Oh, is it the kalimba? It is not. <sighs> I do like the kalimba as well. Also known as the 
thumb piano, I think. The thumb piano. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> That's amazing. I actually have. Uh, do you know what? I'm gonna get it and then play a little bit. Live, live music. I know. Crazy. Okay, this is what a kalimba sounds like. It's a little out. Is it? It's a little out of tune. It is a bit actually. When you get up to the top notes, it's really out of tune, really. Yeah. Uh oh. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I need to fix that. <laughs> but it's a very, very beautiful oh, instrument. I love it. Um. But no, my favorite instrument is the erhu. Yes, you have told me about this before. I have. It's a Chinese traditional instrument. It's stringed, and I mm. guess you kind of play it like a cello, in that it kind of si- it sits on your lap, and it's got two strings, and it's just so beautiful. It's such a distinctive sound. Yeah. Such a beautiful sound, and it, you can also like create horse neighing sounds on it, and like birds. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the reason why it's my favorite. I just thought that was a, a fun thing to add to it. Um, I guess there's also the the deets, the deets, which is a Chinese flute, which goes really well with the erhu. <laughs> Yeah, I just love traditional Chinese music. I love all, all music, really. It is a vibe, to be fair, Chinese traditional music. It really is. Real, real bops come out of that <laughs> genre of music. So you do make music as well, don't you? That is correct. Yeah, yes. so what kind of music do you make? Well, I mainly make like hip-hop stuff just on my on my laptop, just shacked up in my bedroom for hours on end, just sort of like meticulously taking like jazz and soul samples from youtube and then seeing how far i can twist it into like some sort of mm. catchy beat um but i I don't just do hip-hop obviously i like many many different genres of music and i try to see if i can make them on my laptop i use a program called fruit loops which is a very very uh versatile program for music engineering and stuff like that because it's got uh, built-in synthesizers and modulators that just have such a dynamic range with the amount of sounds that you can uh, create from them. And it also has a lot of different stock effects like uh, reverb and delay and all that jazz that make it really fun to like mess around with the sound. Yeah. It's just, it's just a lot of fun. Yeah, well, if you send me some samples then I can play some... So why why do you make music? Like, how does it make you feel? Um, I make music because it's uh, therapeutic for me. I would say personally, I'm a very, very emotional person. And I like to convey my thoughts and feelings through music. It, it's such an incredible and satisfying tool of expression. I I, th- I think you you've seen me around college. So you, you know, you probably noticed that I stay very quiet around mm. groups of people because i'm often either listening to music or i'm deep in thought thinking about music because it just means so much so, to me. so next time i notice that you're not saying much i just think what's going on in his head and it's just this like crazy <laughs> rap verse like, you look your face looks deadpan but in your head it's like <laughs> Dude, i've got the thousand yard stare 
when I <laughs> zone out. O- obviously, there are like other means of expression, like painting and poetry, and I-, I do those too. But you know, music just has so much more than that. You know, you can have like a groovy bassline, orchestral sweeps. You know, some very nice percussion, and you can just mix that with very poignant and thought-provoking lyrics that people use to just share their thoughts with the world. And I think that's mm. very very beautiful yeah i think the impact of music just generally throughout the world is crazy Mm. like it's it's something that we as humans have been doing sort of as a way of not only expressing you know art or emotion but also as communication like music is universal you know Mm. and there are Things like the simplest, like major and minor chords, you'd be like, here's major, oh, this sounds nice and happy. And then here's minor, this yeah. sounds um, kind of sad. And everyone in the world can understand that, even if you know you don't know the, the terminology or whatever. Music can create such intense feelings. That's interesting, because I... I was reading about this recently, about well, what you just said about major and minor chords and how... You know, you think of major chords and you're like, oh, it sounds happy, minor sounds sad. But, you know, it in different cultures, you know, far out from like the West, you know, there, there are people who associate those sounds with different emotions. Really? Like in some cultures. Yeah, in some cultures, uh, especially like uh, s- not South American, uh, South African uh, cultures, they tend to associate major chords with like anger and stuff like that wow like that's that's really weird that is i did not know that at all because when we think of major we're like happy and we can't think of any other emotion to probably go with that sound but they see it incredibly different to us and i just find that fascinating to me yeah i mean so many things like that are different across cultures like Mm. things that we would find normal like queuing (laughs) (laughs) is quite british i think or um apparently kissing is seen as like really gross in some cultures like it's not desirable at all i can see that yeah that makes sense that's interesting um well i i have questions for you now oh good yeah what was what was the first musical experience that you can remember? Like, what was your first memory of music? Okay, so in reality, it's probably something like like children's music. You know, that like really trash, like music <laughs> made for children. Mm. Or like the VeggieTales. Do you know about the VeggieTales? Of course I know about the VeggieTales. VeggieTales music, which still actually, if I hear any to this day i'm like it hits a certain <laughs> spot in my heart i'm like this VeggieTales music goes ha- so hard <laughs> it doesn't but it slaps <laughs> i literally just listened to some VeggieTales music the other day not afraid to admit <laughs> do you know the one about the cheeseburger no oh, God. oh my goodness it's so funny <laughs> i was like i don't remember it being <laughs> this this funny and this bad but it's it's brilliant um i do have a very specific memory Mm. actually of just driving in the car with my family i wasn't driving goodness (laughs) me i was like i was like six years old at the time (laughs) i can't even drive now um and listening to lucy in the sky with diamonds oh i love that song by the beatles with my family just like everyone singing the chorus yeah and of course 
when I was that young, I didn't know. I didn't really know what the music was. I didn't know who the Beatles were. Yeah. Um, but I have such a strong memory of just singing that with my family. Mm. And then, yeah, later on in life, I, I'm a really big fan of the Beatles now. Yeah. I studied Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds at GCSE Music. So did I. Whoa. That, no way. That's yeah. crazy. <laughs> did you also do um, Within You Without You? No, 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 no. No. Oh, what about With a Little Help with my friend, yes. from my friends? Yes. 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 Did you do AQA? I can't remember the examination board i i wasn't really interested in that i was just oh <laughs> I, I just kind of showed up and was like music huzzah we get to study the beatles <laughs> oh it was great I, I did get to do um what's it called defying gravity that was that was peak stuff that was that is pretty awesome i did um smooth by santana <gasps> oh i love that song yeah i went i mean i went through phases of liking and hating that song just because <laughs> to do music <laughs> you have to like listen to the song a thousand times God, yeah. Um, to analyze like every single instrument and phrase mm. and whatever but i love it now i love playing it on guitar it's one of my favorite riffs of all time yes yeah listening to the beatles when i was really young that's a very good answer i i respect that <laughs> yeah thank you Beatles are a pivotal band i know i could have just gone with the veggie tales and then finished my answer there but <laughs> you, you could have <laughs> and that would have also been acceptable but you that know. would have also been a brilliant answer <laughs> <laughs> i think i have a similar experience with uh, my first memory of music. I remember my... Because my, my mother was not from England. She came over from Spain. And so when she came over here, she was not akin to uh, like English music and stuff like that. So my dad showed her a lot of his favorite stuff. And one song in particular that she really, really vibed with was Birdhouse in Your Soul by They Might Be Giants which I absolutely adore. I love that song to pieces. Ooh, I haven't heard it. Oh, it's great. It's, I'll definitely it's, listen to that afterwards. It's really confusing. Like, even, as a kid, I was like, I have no idea what the song means, but it, it's really cool. And even now, I'm still like, what is, what is this song going on about? I actually don't know. The, the, like, the words are so confusing. But um, I, I remember my mom downloaded it onto a her little Nokia flip phone back, oh, I must have been like five years old. And I remember I would like, <laughs> I used to go to this uh, like daycare thing because both of my parents worked. So I had to entertain myself and I, I would take, I would like, I remember I would like yoink her phone sometimes so I could uh, like just find a corner of the daycare and just listen to it on repeat for like hours on end. And that was just, that was just how I vibed. I just listened <laughs> to that one song on repeat through like the crappy Nokia uh, speakers. Like, this is good. This is a good time. Tiny little child Miguel listening <laughs> to music in the corner of the room. I can imagine that. I've, I, I imagine I'm in like a, re a weird hunched over position like Gollum from Lord of the Rings. <laughs> And the, and the and the flip phone is like the the one ring, <laughs> my precious. Wow! Imagine hearing someone say like a child <laughs> saying that now. Like, but a flip phone. Do you remember flip phones? Wow! Oh my god! What is the best piece of musical advice you've ever been given? Oh, when it comes to writing music, you don't mm. you don't have to write about what you think you should write about you can write about whatever comes to you whether it makes sense or not yeah. like it doesn't matter if it doesn't make sense to other people if you understand what you mean then the emotion will come through yeah so i feel like ugh, most songs these days are about love and mm. 
a heartbreak or you know quite a lot actually about like sex and drugs and stuff yeah i feel like a lot of people new writers feel pressure to like have a certain formula of how they should be writing mm. but really you could just start with like a random story it doesn't have to be about yourself as well you no. can write about anything and i think yeah just creating again and again and just pushing through it like with me i've i've written a few songs yes and i hate them I hate them so much. <laughs> like I might like them for like a few weeks or yeah. a few days or something. And then I listen to it again. And I'm like, this is just not good. <sighs> it's just, I don't like it anymore. I'm sick of it. Um, that's happened quite a few times, but that's okay. You know, just, you can just keep going. I can relate to that. I, yeah. I think I have about 50 like songs in my folder on my laptop. And I only like three of them because I just get sick of hearing them after working on them for so long. Yeah, I think that happens with like any creative art, actually. Mm. I'm pretty sure Vincent van Gogh hated his paintings. Yeah. Which is sad because they're very nice paintings. I feel like he could, he'd probably appreciate them now. Now that he, now that everyone in the world knows his paintings and loves them, wasn't that a Doctor Who episode? Yeah, I think it was. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes, it, it. No, because that scene where they take him to the Vincent Van Gogh uh, exhibition at yes. the London Army that makes me sad every single time. Like, because he just breaks down in tears. I'm like, no, Aww. Vincent, it's gonna be okay, man. <laughs> You haven't even chopped your ear off yet. This, is, this, <laughs> this isn't the worst thing that can happen to you. I just love the thought of you ad addressing him as just his first name. Just Vincent. Just Vincent. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what about you? What's your piece of advice? Oh, God, I haven't thought about this. Um, <laughs> I think the best piece of musical advice was be, be you. Like, don't. Okay, actually, no, this is exactly what you just said. Yeah, <laughs> that's the thing. <laughs> Say it again. Say it again. <laughs> Well, it was it was my guitar teacher, and I remember it was back when I was really insecure about how my music sounded, and, he, and I, I felt like I had to conform to the standards set by other people. And he was like, no, 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 no. The best musicians are those who innovate and pioneer their own sound. You know, like Jack White, for example, from the White Stripes. He He's my favorite guitarist, for starters. But um, most people would find his music uh, incredibly weird to listen to. Like his his guitar solos and stuff are wacky. Like they're insane to listen to, and may maybe a little too much at some points. But you can't deny that his skill and his ability to experiment with his sound is quite genius. So I looked to him as a role model for like just go away from the norm and just do what you want to do. It's mm. you know don't be afraid to experiment with something and if it fails it fails and if you like it then go for it and if nobody else likes it then whatever mm, for sure like prime example jacob collier <laughs> exactly bro it's all coming full circle today i it really is i i've played my family some jacob collier songs before oh yeah and they've they've really liked some of it um but some of it they're like ah oh, this is just it's so busy. There's just so much going on. I don't know what to listen to. It's like, it's a bit too much. And I'm like, excuse me. <laughs> you will sit down and you will listen to this. How dare song. you insult my king like that? <laughs> Pretty much. But I mean, obviously, different people have different preferences on music. But yeah, he just does what he wants. He just, he just chucks in some 
random sounds. And then, he does his own thing. You know? Yeah, doesn't stick to the normal formula. Going up half a semitone. <laughs> well, I don't think he sticks to any formula at this point. Every no. song he does is just so unique. I love it. I love that man. <laughs> you're, you're turning me into a Jacob Collier simp. I'm unashamed. Unashamed, of course. The other questions that I was going to ask, I feel like I could answer for you because <laughs> the only other two was which musician has inspired you the most? And <laughs> if you had the opportunity to work with any musician, who would it be? I could say for in complete surety that you will say Jacob Collier for both. Hmm, I don't know. <laughs> okay, if I had the opportunity to work with Jacob Collier, I just, life complete, you know, I can pass away <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like that would be such an amazing experience. I feel like I would get there and just be really intimidated, you know? <laughs> like, I'm not I'm not good enough to be working with you. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that would just be an incredible experience. I think you would really... I think you would come away from that experience with such... Like, you would, you would gain, like, more musical skill just from being in his presence <laughs> like it just rubs off on you yeah i can't remember who it was i can't remember her name but in his song i think it's called nabayulo i'm not sure if i'm pronouncing that right mm. he's co he collaborates with an artist and she didn't speak a word of english oh and he didn't speak a word of oh no i can't remember where she's from but even though they weren't you know able to really understand each other like i was saying before they understood yeah, yeah, yeah the the music that they were creating and just from a few sessions they created this like beautiful piece of music that's that's very similar to uh the band afro kelp sound system right because they the, their whole sound is a mix between indigenous african music uh like gaelic gaelic yeah gaelic i think the main singer was uh o'connor what's it oh no i can't remember her first name uh whatever i she's irish right. and th they didn't they didn't know how to speak to each other per se because obviously the singer was irish she spoke english but you know basically jay they came together i can't remember how they came together but i think it was from a music club or something and they just jam. And that's how they communicated with each other. They were like, oh, you, that thing you just played, do that again. And I'll play a little like Gaelic lick over it. Gaelic lick. That's a weird <laughs> phrase. <laughs> Their sound is really unique. Like You wouldn't think to merge like yeah. old Irish folk music and indigenous African yeah, that's tribal music together. Like That's such a weird mix, but it works really well. I actually do have some artists here that are not Jacob Collier. Whoa. <laughs> I do. Okay, okay. Read them out. Okay, well, I was going to say Jacob Collier. Oh. <laughs> Firstly, in terms of inspiration just as a whole, mm. like his music is just so inspiring. Yeah. So yeah, Jacob Collier just for mm -hmm. general inspiration. Um, but in terms of inspiration of music that I play, yeah. on guitar and ukulele, I usually play like, pretty calm songs yeah. like Dodie or Patrick Watson or Bruno Major. Mm. I really like Bruno Major. Um stuff that gets me kind of kind of emotional. I just mm. think songs that are just really simple but really beautiful. But when it comes to singing, I love singing old jazz. Like Ooh. Yeah, like Ella Fitzgerald, Etta James, Nat King Cole. Yes, Nat King Cole. Yes, I love Nat King Cole so much. His voice is just like it's golden. melting chocolate. Exactly. It really is. 
it's just so smooth i love him so much yeah old jazz like that i often just while i'm washing up just play like on youtube mm. ella fitzgerald karaoke and then i just i just sing karaoke to myself i do a little concert <laughs> while washing up <laughs> the dishes are your fans your adoring fan they are <laughs> i think i think any type of music is inspiring oh yeah to be honest like even music that I don't really like, like um, death metal, I don't really, <laughs> I don't really vibe with death metal or like country music. Oh God, no, not country music. I'm not a fan. Not a fan. Or like, or like really, really, really poppy. Like, do you know what? Justin Bieber's um, "Yummy." Oh God, I hate that song. I, I really, really, really dislike that song, and it's it's been nominated for a Grammy. No, it along- hasn't alongside i can't remember which song one of jacob collier's songs and you know what, what? if yummy if yummy wins <laughs> against jacob collier i'm gonna be so angry i'm gonna scream that's that they are not on the same level at all <laughs> i am i'm so sorry for anyone who is a huge justin bieber fan <laughs> no 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 i'm not i'm not sorry <laughs> jacob collier is like 10 times the musician justin bieber will ever be <laughs> But he's but Justin is ten times as famous, isn't he? Oh yeah. Well, you, can, yeah. But fame doesn't equal talent, though. Let's be honest here. If well, this is true. Well, look, look at Drake. He's like the most talentless, quote unquote, rapper I've ever heard <laughs> in my life. I hate him. He's not talented at all. But he gets so many listens. Like, I don't understand. <laughs> Who's maybe? Bit out my water there. Passionate <laughs> about this. I hate Drake so much. <laughs> I don't understand the appeal. Miguel. Yeah. Calm down. I'm sorry. I, it's, it's it's one of my trigger words. Just Drake. I hate it. And um, I'm the one who brought him up. But looping back to what I was mm-hmm. trying to say, even music that I don't like can be inspiring in the fact that it inspires other people, and that. Oh, okay. Yeah, that is what i love about music as a whole it creates such emotion mm. like films and film scores i love film scores and if you play yes. me a sad scene without any music i'm just like mm. yeah whatever, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> it could be a child dying i wouldn't feel a thing no if you if you place some music over it i'm like mm. i'm i'm literally crying just like that and i'm i'm a christian and music worship Mm. is like what i don't know not keeps me going but it's like if if the if religion didn't have any music alongside of it then i wouldn't i don't know i wouldn't be as loving of the holy spirit or whatever than i am as when we are playing worship music and i'm like Wow, this is so emotional. <laughs> it's literally like every worship, every contemporary worship song is the exact same. Yeah. Like they all sound the same. They're all the same chords, but it's that's the stuff that <laughs> gets me emotional, you really know. It gets me going. Yeah. I admire music so much. I can't do anything without it, you no. know? Like any like menial task is just made a hundred times more tolerable if I'm listening to something. For sure. Like, uh, doing the dishes like you said earlier i can't do it without listening to music it's yeah. just not the same yeah some things i just i just can't function to do without music in the background <laughs> i can't do like work with music though i i can't do like 
maths assignments and stuff mm. if I have music going on because mu when I listen to music I really like to focus on it and just get engrossed with it and I can't do anything else that requires brain power I get what you mean um I find that with music that I know and music like classical music I can't yes. I can't do work to classical music because I love classical music and if I'm mm. listening I have to really listen and like think about all of the instruments and everything but music like really chill lo-fi stuff I find it yeah. really really helpful to work with actually um because it's the type of music that is so chill you can just like not pay attention to it at all yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just on the background but music that you have to pay attention to i can't work with it because you just have to listen to it you know yeah exactly it, it takes up so much of your attention classical music i just love it so much there's i adore it i remember doing a french assignment once um okay. years ago where we we were just doing a module on music and we had to talk about our favorite music and our least favorite types of music. Yeah. And there were so many people in my class that would go up to the front of the class and say in French, I hate classical music. What? And I was, I was like struck down. I was like, <laughs> how on earth can you dislike classical music i mean i understand if you don't like it but surely you must appreciate yeah what hate, goes is, into it. hate is passionate like you you go out of your way to be like i despise classical music like it's it's just so peaceful and beautiful how can you hate it that's like hating puppies that is <laughs> like classical music is so beautiful yeah. I, I don't understand and so going from you know crazy you talk about crazy universal mm. impacts of music. Um, you want to talk about like more local, small, yeah, small music bands um, and stuff. Because we live in Cornwall, like a very, I wouldn't say not well known, but like people tend to like disregard the Southwest, and I think that's very silly of them mm -hmm. because we have a lot of great uh, local bands here that I just absolutely adore. And I, I even made a whole Instagram post just simping over the local bands that we have here because i just <laughs> i think they deserve more recognition than they get because they can't really get it because you know we live in the southwest and not many people look down here for good music but we have it i assure you we have it because bands like uh octopus crime the resna they're, they're they're growing in popularity actually i think they recently went up to london to play a gig and i absolutely adore their music um, I'm friends with uh, people from somewhere in between, and so the lead singer, he doesn't like their first EP, but I absolutely adore it, and I think it's really, really good for a first EP, and I'm just excited to see what they come up with next. Mm. Just, the, just the the energy that comes from the fact that we have so many like youthful local bands just makes the our count our county feel more alive and energetic. Just I I adore it so much. <laughs> have yeah. You, have you gone to see any local bands? I have not. Oh, I feel I bad about it now that you've just talked so passionately about supporting local bands. I would um, recommend it. As soon as lockdown is over, I'm I'm mm. going to every single one that I can, every gig that they do. Yeah, I didn't really know any local bands that much mm. until like just before lockdown. So yeah, oh, I know. So I would love such to a shame. 
But I think it's it's really important to, especially in such a difficult industry, actually, mm. music to support each other because it's difficult. Yeah, exactly. It's difficult. So do you have anything else in the whole topic of music that you want to mention? I want to talk about like mental health mm. and how that relates to music. Obviously, there's a lot of music about mental health and stuff like that. But I think there are there are songs that can convey such deep emotions with someone. And they could be very specific too. Like I mentioned earlier, that Birdhouse in Your Soul by They Might Be Giants. That that song really strikes a chord with me because it was my mother's favorite song. But if you listen to it, it's cr- incredibly weird. I would say almost comedic. But every time I listen to that song, I just almost tear up because it makes me very sad mm. and, and emotional about it. There are very few songs that make me cry, but there are definitely thousands and thousands of songs that make me really happy or angry. I even made a like a short list, like I think it was a couple of days ago, about songs that make me feel things. Mm. Um, you know, it, it just brings up certain memories, like um, whether it be you know a, a good day out with friends or something, or the loss of a family member. There are just specific songs that you tie in with those moments that can just bring up certain emotions but in in terms of mental health specifically i think the last decade has been really good for that sort of music that tackles those issues like obviously i'm more in tune with like hip-hop and stuff so Mm. it it started way back in the 90s with uh notorious big's song suicidal thoughts um and the ghetto boys song mind playing tricks on me like even back then they were not afraid to talk about their 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 feelings and stuff like in a in a in a genre of music that's predominantly run by like gang members and uh it it was unheard of at the time for people to talk about these subjects but um you know even though it started in the 90s i think it was really popularized by kanye west of all people with his 2008 album 808s and heartbreaks that album was just game changing in general but it really popularized talking about your emotions and not being afraid to like get deep and personal on a track and you know that that was two decades ago but i think near the tail end of the last decade you know people like logic because he made that song uh 1-800 which is a song about suicide and finding the right help like the song's title is literally a suicide hotline number you know encouraging people to seek that support if they're feeling uh really low depressed and maybe want to like end things and to know mm. that that's not the answer you know yeah and it's it's just nice that people like logic can take the baton from people like kanye and biggie <laughs> and just carry it on through yeah it's, it's 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 great stuff i love it yeah i mean there's always as well two different sides to it as well because music has such a huge impact on emotion mm. You know, yeah. that sometimes we do need to be a bit careful with the power that it can have. Like I said earlier, how a lot of songs these days are about about yeah. like sex and drugs. Exactly. And so many songs about just like objectifying people. I feel like it's made romance yeah. not dead, but like makes sex seem like something yeah. that can just be thrown around, you know? I mean, of course, you can do what you like with your mm. your own body but i just think it's important to also recognize that you know some yeah some artists have been doing the opposite of what you've been talking about you know 
Exactly. That that really ties in with what you were saying before about people mm. th- feeling like they need to talk about these subjects because everybody else is. You know, there are artists that have definitely not done the things that they've said in their songs, but they feel like they have to because they've been brought up by those that type of music that talks about you know having all this sex and doing all these drugs. Uh, I I just don't agree with it to be honest with you. Like, you can make a sexy song if you want. You know. <laughs> Not all drugs. No, okay, I can't say that. Drugs are bad. <laughs> don't do drugs. <laughs> but just you know, write what you want to write about. You know, don't feel pressured to write about drugs and sex mm. because our chances are not everybody's had so much experience with it. Just don't don't perpetuate yeah. that stupid stereotype. So I think that is a pretty good place to end this episode. I agree. Just before we do, do you have a final little piece of advice? It can literally be anything um, to leave with. Uh. Get some sleep. Get get your recommended eight hours of sleep. As someone who doesn't sleep enough, <laughs> I can tell you that it's definitely important. Yeah, uh, eat eat your eat your water and drink your carrots. Yes, that is amazing advice. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much, Miguel. Oh, it's been a pleasure for being on the podcast, um, and thank you for listening. Next week, I will be joined by another guest where we will be talking about religion. So tell your friends, tell your family, your second cousins. I don't know. Tell your fish. <laughs> this has been. Hey, let's talk about podcast with Madalena Larkin. I hope you have a wonderful week.